Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the View from the Crumbie, the Leicester Mercury's uh, rugby podcast, where we focus on uh, all things Leicester Tigers. Um, I'm Martin Crose, and as ever, I'm joined by Paul Jones this week. Afternoon to everyone. We'll start this week, Paul, with some news that's come out this morning, uh, news of two signings, one of the coaching staff, one of the playing staff. Uh, forwards coach Mark Bakewell has come over from Bristol, and we'll start uh, working with the squad immediately. And David Denton, a Scottish international flanker, uh, will be here for the start of uh, next season. What are your thoughts on both those appointments, and certainly the, uh, the forwards coach... Um, some would say he's a bit overdue. I think it, it is overdue, but it's a case of uh, Tigers having decided that uh, they wanted the right man, earmarking uh, Mark Bakewell as the right man. And, it, you know, as we know, it, it always takes a little bit of time to get these things sorted. Uh, I think um, Leicester are just glad that it's happening at the end of the season and we're not having to wait till next season for, for Mark to come across and he can begin to make his uh, his impact as quickly as possible. I'm not saying he's going to make an impact ahead of uh, Saturday's game against the Quins, but uh, Alita can start trying to uh, to do that and, and getting into the Leicester way of life. Um, and Matt O'Connor on the, the press conference yesterday was very grateful for Bristol to Bristol for letting Mark come over so early. I understand that's because they're in a quite a comfortable position now and happy to to let him go, as it were. Well, it would seem it would seem that way. Um, Bristol are, are top of the championship, and they had a very big win against uh, Ealing at the weekend. Um, who I think Ealing are their closest challengers, and that gave Bristol a, an awful lot of um, breathing space at the top of the table, shall we say? And uh, uh, it still surprises me that uh, perhaps Mark didn't want to stay and, and continue his work with, with Bristol in the Premiership, although he has had one year of that uh, last year, which ended with Bristol being relegated. But obviously when Leicester come knocking at the door, it's uh, it's difficult for anybody to, to turn it down, I suppose. OK, and David Denton is a player who uh, flew onto the scene very quickly in his younger days, quickly um, got picked up by the Scotland side and, and played some international rugby. Uh, it's about a spell at Bath and uh, Worcester this year and he'll be joining Leicester next year um, he's one of three uh, players in the pack already announced as new signings with Will Spencer coming from uh, Worcester uh, and Guy Thompson from Wasp so what do you make of Denton's arrival and, and the the, uh, the pack that's being built for next year? Yeah I think the, the feeling has been that the, the pack has been a little bit underpowered this year and hasn't helped by the absence of, uh, of Don Barrow for for quite a few uh, weeks with a with a neck problem, and uh, we're still not sure if Dom's going to be back for uh, this weekend. But I think you know we're bringing in Will Spencer and, and Guy Thompson from uh, from Wasps uh, initially. I think Matt O'Connor sort of showed what he was uh, what he was about, and uh, I think that's just an, an addition to to that kind of thinking with David Denson coming in. 
He's got 30, 30 international caps with Scotland, so he brings experience as well as the skills that he has, uh, and he looks set to be somebody who will be challenging for a starting place next season. And this will now be Matt's squad, won't it? Because uh, although Matt arrived, Matt O'Connor arrived at the end of last season, I think a lot, most of the recruitment was done by the time he was in situ. So these are the sort of players now that have got a Matt O'Connor uh, in the Matt O'Connor mould, I suppose. That's that's the thing, yes. And we always talked about Matt coming over early. But uh, it was sort of at the end of March, early April last year when he arrived, by which time all the recruitment would be in place, or pretty much all the recruitment, and, uh, and all the best players would be, would be sorted out as to where they, where they were going to be playing this season. So now, um, hopefully there are one or two more names to be added to, to the list, and we'll probably expect one or two to, uh, to be departing as well. But uh, yes, it's definitely taking on the, the look of Matt O'Connor's squad, um, and uh, I'm sure there'll be no excuses moving forward next season. So that's the good news, and that new signs are coming in. The bad news is uh, another defeat in a, a, what's becoming a difficult run for the club away at Gloucester last week, but a, a last-minute uh, penalty to get a bonus point, and some good signs as well, uh, namely Toulouse Viano back from two months out with a broken jaw, and, and Manu Tualagi also doing 80 minutes on a very heavy pitch after uh, recovering from a calf injury. Yeah, great to see both those guys back and great to see them come back uh, and play 80 minutes in, in what was uh, very difficult conditions in terms of underfoot, but also uh, a very fast game with, with very few breaks because uh, of, um, I suppose, good discipline from both sides. Uh, the penalty count w- was very low, um, so that would be testing on the legs and lungs, especially for, for guys who'd, who'd probably been out for uh, three or four weeks like Manu and a couple of months like Toulouse. So they did uh, extremely well to uh, to last the pace and uh, to, you know Toulouse showed his value right at the end with the, the kick and chase that, uh, that helped win yeah. the penalty, which, which Matt Tamua converted. So this week the, the Premiership continues, Leicester are 8th and they welcome Harlequins who are ninth. and uh, the Quins came off the back of a hammering by Wasp 44-22 um, of which uh, Wasp played three quarters of the game with uh, 14 men after Kyle Eastman was red carded in the first half. John Kingston came out with some quite fruity quotes afterwards about letting down the fans and the families and Everybody. support staff and sandwich ladies and all that sort of stuff. So um, there'll be two sides desperate for a win, won't they, this weekend? Absolutely, and uh, you know the the opening the opening exchanges on Saturday are going to be vital because if if Tigers can get on top, then you know Harlequins might start looking at some ghosts from last week. When uh, to be fair, I think everybody was was surprised at the uh, at the score, but also the the fact that Was won so handily with with fourteen men for yeah. for playing for an hour. Um, so if Tigers can get on top early on, then um, yes, you would think that Harlequins might start looking at themselves. Equally, you know, if Quinns come back and, and start well themselves, the frustrations that Tigers have experienced over the last few months, they might actually come come into play again. And uh, you know, we talk about people trying too hard and trying to force things. Um, we don't want to see that. We want to see the guys go out and play the natural game, play the way that they've been been working out on, on the training field. Uh, take the game to Quinns and um, and get that win. And a big game with some fruity exchanges expected in the opening uh, 20 minutes. And for that, you obviously need a, a good referee that everyone trusts. And Wayne Barnes has been appointed, I notice. Um, a man who Leicester never really seemed to have too many problems with and has done the club the odd favour in the past. So clearly he's still the best referee in the country. I think most people would regard him as the uh, the best referee in the country, um, 
you know, JP Doyle controlled the game well last last week. I thought, as I said, there, yeah. were, there were very few penalties in what was a, a very intense game. And I think we're going to get that again this uh, this week. It's going to going to be intense because you know both sides know that nothing short of a win is is good enough. Um, so yeah, Wayne Barnes is uh, is the right man, and I'm sure he'll control it in the right way. Uh, and as I mentioned before, discipline is going to be key for both sides. You know. Yeah. Have to keep their cool and have to make sure they're doing the right thing at the right time, get the points on the board at the right time, and um, and hopefully get the result. Okay, let's hope we'll be talking about a win this time next week. So, for now, from from me, Martin Croson and uh, Paul Jones, um, enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back with you next week. Cheers, cheers, bye bye. Speak to you soon. Audience. Oh,